everybody. This is Rob Lindley. And this is Sarah Davis. And this is How Much Do We Love, episode number 20. Dun, dun, dun. We made dun, it. Dun, dun, to we 20. made it to 20, y'all. Hopefully, you're um, still listening. Yeah. And if you're just joining us for the first time, this is a podcast where two people who are across the United States by miles get together and talk about stuff we love. Yeah. And how much we love it. And this is a special simple episode. concept. It is simple. And um, we're taking it to a new level by having sort of a, a theme tonight. Mm. This is the How Much Do We Love the Kitchen episode. How much do we love the kitchen? Now, we talk about food a lot. We know that. Um, we know it. And we're not fat. <laughs> even if we were, it wouldn't matter. But the thing we is... Because we, we really wouldn't care so We much. really don't care. But, <laughs> but we love everything about the kitchen. And we're going to start off by talking about how much do we love dishes. I love dishes. I love dishes. If I had all the room in the world, I would fill it up with 1,700 sets of dishes. And I'm mm-hmm. also talking about glasses and barware mm-hmm. and yes. flatware, cutlery. Yes. But I love dishes. I collect Fiesta ware, so I have all Which different I kinds of love. stuff. I love. That was one of my favorite things about coming to your house because I love Fiesta ware. Well, and the funny thing is I got most of that from this funny place up in North Georgia in the middle of nowhere called Bill's Dish Barn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. where they sold and it was just like a warehouse of dishes like miles after miles and some of them were just like uh-huh. crappy old white restaurant dishes you know and all kinds of crazy stuff but they had um they always had fiesta wear seconds so they would have like a tiny you know f- um flaw in the paint but they were crazy cheap you know like a dollar a plate yeah. and so that's where i got all my first um dishes my first set of dishes to take to college and then and i the now best I thing about those is they mm-hmm. don't have they don't have to match right i have all different colors and i love it, it looks awesome and now like and now i collect other pieces like a gravy boat or a, i have a, a purple pie plate or sort of you know an eggplant colored casserole or whatever i have all the odds and ends and a creamer yeah. and a yeah i love it but i also um i like to eat certain foods on certain dishes do you do that I definitely do that. I'm sorry, I'm having a pop show right now. Apparently, you're eating something right now. When, when, it's not I, out of a dish; it's on a stick. <laughs> well, we love, we love food on sticks, but we're not we talking food about food stick. tonight, so we can only but talk about. Dishes. Let me let, let me focus. For <laughs> okay. just a I definitely have my favorite ice cream bowl mm-hmm. that I love to have ice cream out of, and and I'm really I I love to. I love serving dishes. That's kind of mm-hmm. that's where I get really obsessive. Um and. I have lots of, and then we're going to go back to any of you who listened to the one where I talked about collector um, glasses. glasses. I've always been kind of a nerd with um, collecting things and going to flea markets and estate sales my whole life, like since I was in seventh grade. So my dishes, my well, first set of dishes. Some, you had to spend that gourd money somewhere. I know. <laughs> you get bored in Iowa when you're a little kid. And you've got um, gourd money burning a hole in your sucrets <laughs> tin. In my sucrets <laughs> tin. So my first set of dishes... No lie. And I had these by the time I was 16. I have a 25-place setting of blue bubble depression glass. Wow. It's a lot of dishes. They're, th- they're all in Iowa. 25 pieces? I can have I mean, I can, no, place settings. Place settings. <gasps> yeah, so I have dinner plates, the bread and butter plates, the cups and saucers for 25 people. I don't even think I know 25 people. And then I have a bunch. Oh, and I have a lot of berry bowls. Those are the smaller. That's what they were called. They're technically called berry bowls. They're smaller than an ice cream bowl. Like maybe you would serve sherbet or berries in them. (laughs) Go Um, go figure. (laughs) And then there's larger berry bowls that are more like what you would put like a potato salad in or something. Wow. 
That the only awesome. pieces, the only depression glass I have here in Chicago, though, is I have two of my nine-inch oval platters from that because I love and those. Like when I have, I just I don't, I'm cake plates. I love cake plates. Mm-hmm. I love, and but I have like a I have a special pottery bowl that I've had since college. That anytime I have a party, that's what the salsa goes in. Right. Well, like because, that's the salsa bowl. Like right. it's just that's what it's for. And and not only do you always use it when you have salsa, but do you you probably don't use it for anything else. No. Yeah, because it's the salsa bowl. I can't imagine having ice cream in it. Well, that's how I am with my everyday dishes. Like it's it might be bordering on a little bit of OCD in this respect. In that, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have to have the right dish for it, but it just makes it better. I like. Mm-hmm. To, I have to have the right size spoon. Like I love big tablespoons for eating soup or ice cream and none of that teaspoon stuff. And I don't like the dainty tablespoon. I like big tablespoons. But um, I have this one set of dishes. Gosh, oh, I don't even know where to start. I've got the Fiesta where it's my everyday stuff. But then I have this set of uh, sort of a sage green. It's a little bigger than a salad plate, but they're smaller than a dinner plate, but they're square. Mm -hmm. And that is the perfect plate for a sandwich or Mm -hmm. um, like uh, a tomato salad I would put yeah. that on that plate. It's perfect for desserts because it's not as small as like a side plate, but I don't know, something about the square I find enjoyable. But then I also have this whole other set. It's just it's just service for two, and it's dinner plates, smaller plates, and bowls, and they're hand painted um, from Mexico. My parents bought them for me on a on a vacation, and but the only thing that I use them for <laughs> is grilled cheese and tomato soup. Well, I, I might have a, I might have another sandwich. I rare, well, the dinner plates are a little small, so I don't like using those. But the right. salad plates are a little big, and they're it's a really perfect size for a sandwich. And the the bowls are the are really good soup bowls. But for some reason, I only use them. Well, no, I guess I use them for other soup. It just tends. To, I don't eat a lot of soup, maybe. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the grilled cheese and tomato soup always goes on those plates. Always classic. And that's really only the the only thing. I also have two excellent mugs that came with that that are a very cool sort of triangular shape. And I like What's those. What's the color scheme of these? They're sort of grayish blue, and they have um, birds painted on them. They're really cool. I'm really trying to picture them. I don't know that you ever saw them because they were always way up in the top. So they weren't and you for never every day. Served me, you never no. served me grilled cheese. Oh, when I, I was saying, if, if, yeah, if I'd made you a grilled cheese, you would have seen them. Yeah, it's because usually we were ordering takeout. Yeah, it's <laughs> we, true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just I love dishes. They're just something comforting and, mm-hmm. and fun about them. But I, I'm fortunately there's and it a- becomes a fun little collector thing too. Like I love, I love still when I go home to Iowa. I love to go with my mom to some big you know yard sale or something mm-hmm. and just find like oh wouldn't this be a great little like I have this one bowl that it's cut glass and the top of it is silver mm-hmm. like silver plate and it comes off and it comes with a matching spoon Ooh. that that um is kind of curved so and it's a little tiny tiny spoon hmm. and the guy who was selling it at whatever sales like oh it's a caviar it's a caviar oh yeah i was like oh okay well i never ever have caviar but i was like wouldn't that be good to have black olive tapenade in that yes yes you would so, <laughs> I every concur. time i have a party that's what the tapenade goes in see the tapenade bowl it's the tapenade bowl 
I love it. And another oh, thing. The problem is storing all of this crap. That's though. the problem. There's an embargo on dish buying in my house because there's no <laughs> yeah. room and some of them are in storage already. Like, oh, I, I love also. My, my new kitchen, though, you haven't seen it yet. Oh, you yes, have? Yes, I have. Uh huh. I have so much space and, like, I have clear um, glass cabinets on just some of them. No. And the ones right over my sink are just glassware so i can see the milk glasses the juice glasses the white wine the red wine the gigantic riedel glasses let's talk about glasses because that's another one i love to drink certain things out of certain kinds of glasses Mm -hmm. and i'm not just i'm not talking about you know wine and stuff i'm talking about soda or juice or iced tea whatever it is it goes in a specific glass no i'm not saying i have a different glass for every sort of beverage but there's something about i also like drinking out of plastic glasses like the big you know, you go to Cost Plus mm. and you get like the four like pack the of the big plastic, ones? yeah, like the big acrylic tumblers that you can take outside to drink lemonade <laughs> in. There's something rewarding about drinking out of those to me. They're, they have a real big, wide, wide top and I enjoy them. I have it's one also of those fun to pour a beer op- into those. Really? I've never done that. Yeah. I have one of those at my um, desk in 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 the office. At your work. In, in the works. In the works. I all of a sudden couldn't talk. <laughs> That place Shirley, where they pay me to I'll do I'll tell things. you right now, it's because Shirley just sat down on the list. Oh, Shirley, she's helping. She, I'm really obsessed with this podcast and insisting on helping. I love it. My cats don't give a crap. <laughs> Herbert's sleep. They're both sleeping. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, but wait, glasses. And then I also have a set of um, their stemmed uh, like water glasses and they're real. Did you ever see these? They're very, very delicate and they're hand painted. Yes. I had, I love them, but I'm kind they're really fragile. So I'm sort of, I don't they're really them thin. They're very, very fragile. And I already broke one and they were, you a know gift. what glasses of yours? I really love you hmm. have like these hobnail glasses. The ones where some of them are stemmed and some of them aren't. Yes. Yes. Love them. There's only a couple of those left. And here's the they're thing. Really nice. My, are they kind of a green color? No, they're green clear. Glass? They're clear, but okay. they're real chunky. But yes. pretty. My mom got those glasses years ago at um, what was that store? Wacomaw. Do you guys remember Wacomaw? It was kind of a, a housewares kind of a store, but kind of discounty. She got those glasses there, and I always coveted them. And then at some point, when I moved away, years later, she was you know she's more obsessed with dishes than I am but she has a big house to keep them in she was cycling through and she sent them all to me but I only have a few left I had some that were tumblers and some that were stemmed um, like goblets but they were more like water glasses they're big and chunky and those are great actually there's one sitting in front of me right now Um, but yeah there's not too many of those left it's sad because Wakama doesn't even exist anymore my favorite glasses I ever had I I somehow lost over the years I don't know if it was like roommates and breakups and whatever but mm-hmm. i've am in no longer in possession of them but they were just your basic pint glass like you would get at a restaurant and mm-hmm. they were like libby but that nice really nice pint glass that's heavy on the bottom mm-hmm. and it was just a, and a nice thick it was ne- sometimes you get those and they get thin yeah. as you get to the top and right ugh. but they were that except they were cobalt blue Ooh, really really dark cobalt blue Maybe. and i got them in sandusky ohio at big lots <laughs> We have big I got a, like a, here. a twelve, a twelve, like twelve of them for, or like eight of them for three dollars. Like four dollars. Well, I used to get in trouble in stupid. Chicago because I would go to the Crate and Barrel outlet up on North Avenue. Oh, I love that. And you could get ridiculous. 
prices on dishes there, and I would get into a lot of trouble. And talk about getting like specialty stuff there too. Yeah, I have. Oh, that's that. My favorite glasses. Okay, I need I have another lots of set of glasses. cordial glasses. You know, like <laughs> uh, no, totally. I can. I have your cordial glasses actually from when you moved. You oh, gave yeah. me the chartreuse, the bottle of chartreuse, and two <gasps> cordial glasses. I did. I don't have any. They're anymore. right. In, I'm looking at them right now. Um. So I've got like whatever your standard white wine, your regular old red wine, and then I have these amazing pressed glass. They look like antique, um, little short squat wine glasses. They're really short, and they really don't have so much of a stem on them. It's almost like a little rocks glass, except mm-hmm. it's got just a little tiny foot that it sits up on. And they were selling them as bistro wine glasses. And I was like, mm. this is perfect. Like when you go to an Italian restaurant and they pour your wine in a into... little glass, little tumbler. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it's like, except they're kind of fancy feeling because they're pressed glass. Oh. And I got them at Crate and Barrel. I don't think they have them there anymore, but I now those are my Lillet on the rocks glasses. Ooh, Lillet. Always goes in there. Let's talk about that sometime. Or, oh, I love Lillet. Um, or if I'm having just like, if, you know, like if I'm having a nice glass of wine at home, mm-hmm. then I'll get the nice glass. But if I'm having like whatever, some yellowtail or mm-hmm. two buck slash three buck tr- chuck, mm-hmm. it's perfect for those. Because then also if you're playing Nintendo, you don't want stemware. Right. You're still enjoying <laughs> your wine. Right. Exactly. These are the things I think of. <laughs> Nintendo and wine. And then this this Christmas, I got my favorite wine glasses ever. Yeah. Doug got me um, a set of red wine Riedel glasses, and Riedels are like the nice wine glasses mm-hmm. that you get at really nice restaurants. And he got them at an outlet store, mm. but they are stemless Riedels. Ooh. So they kind of look like a brandy snifter, except with not even that foot. Oh, it's yeah. Just those are kind of, big... kind of in right now. I've seen a lot oh, of those. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's you it's because you know how when you see a guy in a movie like with a snifter and he has to kind of palm it right (laughs) that's what it's like with a really good Mm glass oh oh my gosh it and it's really (laughs) that's an instance where the really thin glass just feels so luxurious you just feel Mm -hmm. like the wine is just like floating in your hand yes we have to talk about um rob and i both love wine but we're not wine people but we both love wine yeah isn't that fair to say and um, yeah i have an appreciation for it and i and i certainly like i enjoy i love going to wine bars with someone who's got a little more experience than Mm -hmm. i do and i love going with i love like sarah's a perfect person to go with because we're kind of on the same level like Mm -hmm. we appreciate it we have good taste buds we we don't have a lot of background and that kind of stuff and we both are kind of like naturally students i think is fair to say like we both enjoy studying things and and, soaking up the knowledge so and the wine (laughs) i love wine but see in, in chicago you go to wine bars when you live in northern california you go to wine country Oh, see, there's that. So if you ever come <laughs> visit me, we'll go up there. So like I've been well, up to Napa and Snow a bunch of times, but then last weekend I went up to um, Amador County, which is up oh, in Gold yeah? Country, which is in the Shenandoah Valley. All uh-huh. the, It's like totally unspoiled, these tiny wineries, nobody's up there. <sighs> it was great. So we have to talk about that another well, time. Well, now that the tens of twelves of our listeners have heard about it. Yeah, look out, Amador. <laughs> Maybe we should send them a note. Right. We'll send a note to the region. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but back on track. We're not kitchen. talking about food and drink. We're talking about kitchen stuff, which brings us to cookbooks. We love yes. cookbooks. I will read a cookbook like a novel. 
I do too. Mm-hmm. I absolutely will like curl up with a cookbook. I love it. One of my favorites at the moment, uh, yes. Alice Waters' Chez Panisse cookbook. Do you know about the Chez Panisse? Oh. It's up in Berkeley. I, yeah. I know about I know about Alice Waters, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know about that. That's her restaurant, and it's a very very. Well, the book cookbook is all vegetarian. Actually, I, th- I think it's vegetarian. I assume it is, and um, it's been great because every now and then I'll get something in my CSA box that I've talked about that I have no idea what mm-hmm. to do with, and I look at my Chez Panisse cookbook. Yeah, like I just made. I had all these tomatoes, and so I made. I made a roasted tomato confit that then mm. I served over soft polenta. It was so good. Oh, and really, gosh. her stuff is just all about re- using great quality ingredients in but a way that really showcases the produce. And yeah. yeah, but that's really, really fun. Another one of my favorites that's like a, a fallback that I, I was probably from the 70s. I think it's the same copy my mom had is the Victory Gardens cookbook, which is sort oh, of yeah. a basic Bible about vegetable cooking. Totally. Yeah. That's a, that's like a, one of the um, Hallmark. Yeah. Type. Well, and all the farm journal cookbooks, like we had the pie cookbook growing up and the candy uh-huh. one. And, um, and actually my mom and she's coming to town next week. She's bringing me her copy of the farm journal canning and preserving book because, you know, I'm all into the canning nice. now. Right. I canned my first. You have to um, be after you've been gardening. Like, so, well, yeah, I, I mentioned lady. before that I was going to be doing it and I, my, I had my first canning project. I canned some dilled green beans. How'd that go? Well, so far, so good. We'll see if um, people get botulism. <laughs> I don't know. They're still in the jars. But right now, uh, I have some grated zucchini and onion sitting overnight with some salt. And tomorrow, it's going to be turned into a zucchini relish. And I'm going to can it, it. Um, in my new canner because I love the kitchen gadgets. I but before it. we get to gadgets, tell me what your favorite cookbooks are. I have several. Uh, um, I've, it's probably leaked out that two of my favorite kitchen personas are Martha Stewart and Ina Garten. Mm-hmm. So I have I only have two of the Barefoot Contessa cookbooks, but I love them both, and I use them a lot. And um, I have, I think, I have all of Martha's. I have one Martha that I love. I don't remember what it's called, but it's all party food. Do you have that one? Is it the hors d'oeuvres one? Yes. Yeah, she has one that's just hors d'oeuvres. That's a great book. My favorite one of hers and the one that I use the most is called Healthy Quick Cook. Ooh. Um, and it comes in kind of a striped, um, it has a striped cover. And it it has one of my favorite features in any cookbook. And my favorite ones have this, where the sections are not by subject, but they're by season. Oh, that's cool. So you go to, which I always think of that when you're talking about, the, mm-hmm. which is kind of different for you because you're in California. But still, I mean, like you go to winter and you're like, okay, here's a roasted vegetable with mm-hmm. all these roots. And you go to summer and it's, you mm-hmm. know, cucumber soup. And right, or like zucchini. And I, and, yeah. And it's also just stuff that makes, it's not, it's teaching you to eat in season, but it's also stuff that it just makes sense that right. you're going to be more hungry for a chilled cucumber soup when it's in the summer. 95 degrees, right. Exactly. So um, I really love that one. There's a really, really yummy chilled tomatillo and buttermilk um, soup in there that I love. It's tomatillo and um Oh, see, so that cilantro. sounds like it would be super tangy. Because oh, really buttermilk good. is tangy and tomatillos are so tangy. I'm not, I always, whenever I order anything with tomatillo, I, I have to say, hey, Sarah, remind yourself next time that you don't really like tomatillos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, every well, time. That, takes, that takes me to one of my other favorites. Okay. Another one of my my kitchen heroes is Rick Bayless. Yes. Chicago, Chicago tour. Can you believe well, I, I, ne- in 16 years of Chicago, I never went to any of his restaurants? The next time you're here, we are going we'll to go to Frontera. Frontera. Okay. 
Um, he put out a small cookbook, and it's really the only one I have of his, called Salsas, and it just teaches you to make his five basic salsas. Wow. And, and that's it. And then the rest of the recipes in the book are recipes that use the salsas as a main ingredient. So oh. there'll be a, a roasted chicken that is basted with the yeah mango tom- salsa or whatever tomatillo <laughs> salsa and um or and there's a great or like a baked goat cheese that has salsa all over it. You know, so it teaches you, you that sort of building block idea of cooking totally. too, where you learn the basic then- ideas and then you can layer them into other things. Then what he ended up doing not long after that cookbook is that he started selling all of those salsas in grocery stores mm-hmm. and and some of them say cooking salsas on them. Hmm. And they're the same salsas from the recipe. So if you didn't have enough time to make your salsa but you still wanted to make that chicken, right, you could just buy it. Absolutely. So I, I love it. that cookbook and then last but not least, I have all I have lots of church cookbooks. Oh, fun. That's a really big deal um, in small communities where I'm from that uh, all the church ladies get together and they submit recipes and they sell them as fundraisers. My mom, when I moved away, got me one from my childhood church, got me one from the church I went to high school with um, during, during, with, whatever. I was (laughs) from the town I graduated Mm -hmm. from high school. Right. And then she got me one from the town that I went to college in and she didn't know any of the people in the college town one, but the other two she went through then and she wrote, she like circled ones and like that she made. Oh, she cool. Like, oh, mm-hmm. and the, of course, like I grew up going to like church casserole dinners and potlucks. And so my mom would like circle it and be like, Oh, these are the meatballs that you like so much. Very cool. And now, then the, oh. then she made one for me that is just our family recipes. Oh, my mom did that too. It's called Mother it's Marjorie's the, Cookbook. <laughs> yeah, ours is it's it's one that has kind of like um index cards and pockets for you to insert mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And like um she went through yeah, it's kinda of like that. My mom got all fancy and did it on the mind. computer actually. Uh yeah. Doris just figured out the computer <laughs> within the last year. And every time I go home I turn on her computer to check my email and the the desk is always like crazy colors and she's like i don't know what happened it was but it's always like bright purple and all the icons are devil heads and stuff well now this reminds me though two things because there's a cookbook i want to mention but first is there a recipe in any of those church cookbooks for snicker salad no i think snicker you know what i'm there might be actually Hang on just a second because it's right by me. Okay. While you're looking for it, I'll tell you about um, yes. one other of my favorite. Uh, Barbara Snickers Kafka, salad. who's this kind of crazy woman, has two cookbooks that I love. One is called Party Food and one is called Roasting. And that is a, like a Bible of roasting. Do you have that one? You're still no. looking. You have to get that cookbook. Barbara okay. Kafka, Roasting. It's brilliant. I don't think I even know who she is. She was on the Food Network a bunch of times and. She's kind of a little crazy when you see her on TV, but her cookbooks are fabulous. But okay. Snicker Salad, I'd like see I'm always intrigued by the whole like Midwestern potluck church mm-hmm. food because it's so different than what I grew up with. And Absolutely. And uh especially the exciting Snicker Salad that Rob told me about. And we've actually talked about doing the cultural exchange uh, recipe swap, you know, where 
I challenge Rob to make, you know, like my mom's brisket and he challenges me to make a Snickers. Yeah, you're like the taco meatloaf or you know, right? <laughs> oh, taco meatloaf is so good. That's actually in the cookbook I have right in front of me. Oh, you know what? I have a cookbook called Everybody Loves Meatloaf and it's all different kinds of meatloaf. Oh, yummy. Yeah. All right, we're running out of time. Well, so, I, I'm going to keep looking for Snickers salad. If you recipe. find it, we'll post it because I'm intrigued I by know. It. I can tell you that it was um, <laughs> Pam Alderding who used to bring it all the time. Oh, to the- Pam. I love her. Pam Alderding. Alderding. Well, we had a whole, we were going to talk about kitchen gadgets and utensils because I love them, but we're oh. out of time. So that's for another day. Um, Absolutely. Let us know if you have a cookbook that you love. Tell us about your yeah. favorite dishes. You can email us at podcast at howmuchdowelove.com. And you can check us out on the MySpace. We are there. We've got a profile. Um, add us as your friend. And- yeah. Leave us fun comments there, too. Exactly. Um, So thank you so much for listening, and this has been Episode 20. Woohoo! Bye, everybody! 